Hello and welcome to the Skype edition of the Low Key Podcast. If you don't have your Low Key swag, go to www.lowkeypodcast.com and get a t-shirt. Now, without further ado, Nick Martin with Joe Coffee Apps. It's nice, it's easy, it's low key. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to the Low Key Podcast. I'm here with Nick Martin with Joe Coffee App. Is that is that right? Yep, Joe, yep, Joe Coffee App. That's correct. <laughs> so, so kind of tell us, kind of tell the audience what you do and um, how you how you started Joe Coffee App. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have a sort of interesting backstory. Um, we actually we're so we're a bootstrap startup at this point. Um, we've sort of just been doing this. Uh, we've been moonlighting and kind of transitioning from the moonlight phase into making this sort of a full-time gig. Um, yeah. My, bro- my brother and I, we both sort of have worked in, in technology here in Seattle um, and wanted to sort of take the stuff that we'd applied there. And, and um, in this, in Seattle area, especially there's sort of these trends around technology is, is causing a lot of gentrification and making things really expensive here. Um, oh Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so we, you know, we've always had, and I think at the core of what we're trying to accomplish is, well, how can we, how can we um, use technology in a way that really empowers the folks that are actually being hurt by a lot of the gentrification? And a lot of times, you know, it's, it's small businesses um, who, you know, rents start rising, especially those retail businesses, mm. you know, coffee in particular. So, um, uh, and so we have a background actually in coffee. My brother was a barista for four years. I was a barista for a year, and um, like I'll admit, I was not a great barista. <laughs> it takes yeah. like an incredible amount of uh, you know multitasking and all these things. And, yeah. um, and I was just like, you know what? I can't, <laughs> I can't cut it, man. I'm gonna go do something easy like technology marketing. Go work at Microsoft instead because that's <laughs> that's a simpler job. Yeah. Um, no, so uh, so anyway, and then just recently we, um, uh, so I left a, a a role. I was working at Zillow here in Seattle to really focus on this. So I do right now sort of um, freelance uh, startup marketing consulting, and then we do. I focus on on building out this business. Um, and you know, one of the things that we had seen was uh, you know the, the coffee shop we worked at. We were really focused on on customer service and like building relationships with clientele. And so they, we had a drive through and, um, and a walk-in, uh, business. And so we would, uh, we would really focus on doing things. Like if we saw a regular customer waiting six cars back in line yeah. that we would, we would like make their drink ahead of time and like run it out to them and everything. And we were like, it's so weird because the drive through model is supposed to be something that's really fast and, mm-hmm. you know, like saves people time. And, you know, people end up waiting in line 15 minutes, something like that on the oh, yeah. way to work. And it's like, you know, is my coffee going to make me late in the morning? So, um, especially in Seattle, so, especially <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah. Especially when you have an hour commute to get, you know, six miles or something. So, yeah. um, so, uh, so a few years back, we actually started just drawing things up and kind of, you know, we're, we're talking through the idea of ordering ahead and building all that out. And then, um, 
right around that time as we were just putting together what we call what we call the minimum viable product just to test like hey is this something that coffee shops could use and that consumers would be interested in mm. um, Starbucks released that start released their pilot of their order ahead app and we were like well this is cool like at first we were, you know we were like well, what does this mean for us because it's not like we're doing something that's totally you know unique and new of Starbucks yeah. is rolling this out um, but it actually it was a really good thing because what we realized is you know, in a similar way that Starbucks, um, you know, it, when I talk to a lot of, uh, you know, coffee shop owners and, and sort of people in the craft space, I went in thinking like, you know, oh, Starbucks is the enemy, but it's kind of complicated relationship because Starbucks in a lot of ways made coffee mainstream and made and open, yeah. you know, a lot of opportunities for people to, you know, show richer, more diverse sides of culture and, you know, interpret it in different ways, which you really get on the indica- independent coffees. Um side of things and you know starbucks one experience is the same no matter where Mm. you go more or less yeah um but the same way that they sort of introduced i think coffee culture just coffee in general to the masses in that way specialty coffee to the masses they're really educating consumers around order ahead and pick up and and that sort of thing and it's just a new you know the trends around technologies aren't around technology isn't going to change so it's a matter of like well okay how, how is this adapted and interpreted for yeah. you know, this space. And then, so in the years since, so we, we've sort of been, um, we did a big beta release, uh, around this time last year. And we, we just wanted to test like, okay, um, for small businesses, does this work? Um, you know, are consumers excited about this sort of a thing? We did a, uh, we did a survey of a couple hundred people that use the Starbucks order ahead app on a regular basis. Okay. And 70, 70% of them said that they would prefer to support small business over doing a corporate chain, but they don't want to give up the convenience and things like that. So um, so that was sort of the, you know, a, a bunch of different uh, things sort of have come together in terms of like where we're at now. Um, and so our, our mission is, um, you know, there's a, a couple, you know, elements of it. So one is the main thing is, um, to sort of empower small business owners, to empower the independent coffee scene to what mm-hmm. we what we call compete on convenience with corporate chains. Yeah, um, and and uh, so we're getting excited about it. I think you know the timing's really good. Um, we were just doing some research, and we're seeing that you know up to twenty five percent of Starbucks revenue is coming through order ahead. Thirty um, percent of their revenue is coming from uh, through mobile apps. So either they're like point of sale or order ahead business. Yeah. So something where, you know, we have this wave of like consumers or there's that expectation is, is, um, is sort of heading that direction. Um, but in the marketplace, there's not a, there's not a real good, um, solution for, uh, for small businesses. So, and you can stop me. I'm kind of going on a, no, 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 go ahead. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so there's, um, so kind of the couple trends are, you know, consumer adoption is like um, going really high. You have not just Starbucks, but even like, you know, you don't, I don't think that especially the craft space thinks of it this way, but you know, McDonald's and their coffee offerings and things like that, like that can be a substitute and they're doing order ahead. And so these Mm -hmm. corporate chains are, are really educating the market that way, which is sort of creating the demand on that side of things. Um, and the existing sort of like, mobile ordering solutions out there or there's like a few groups right there's like the 
if you think of like a Grubhub and Chow Nows and things like that, where yeah. they, de- you know, it's on demand and they deliver it to you. It works really great for restaurants for, you know, um, but for the sort of higher volume, large, smaller average ticket businesses like coffee um, in particular, but also like smoothies and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it doesn't work as well because they take a big cut out of your bottom line. Oh um, yeah. So if your average ticket isn't like 25 bucks or more then it, it kind of, you know, is a pain and coffee is not something that delivers real well. You know, it's like lukewarm by the time it, it arrives. So, um, and then you have sort of these, um, POS providers that, you know, they, they have your, um, your, your point of sale solution. And they're like, Hey, we have a, uh, order ahead offering for you that you can use. But the problem with that is that, you know, in, uh, as a small business, or even if you have like several shops in an area, it's not enough for you to always be relevant for a consumer. Right. So it's like, wow, maybe, you know, so if I, I'm not going to download an app for like every coffee shop I go to, cause maybe I have one on my way to work. Yeah. And then there's one while I'm at work, you know, it's like, I'm not going to download an order ahead app for each one of those. Um, and, and so what we've done is, you know, our goal is like, okay, well, if we can bring independent coffee under one app, um, and then tie it together with a rewards program, which we have, uh, then we can create a consumer experience. that's really exciting that people, you know, that's, it's just as convenient as the Starbucks on every corner. Um, and knowing that 70% of people that we surveyed said, um, that they would rather, uh, support, um, small business, independent coffee over a corporate chain. Then, you know, that's, that's sort of what we're banking on, um. And and uh, and sort of where we're at. So the early results are, are, have been really good. Right now we have uh, 20 locations in Seattle, um, and then we have people just organically reaching out to us from all over the country. Oh, we have yeah, cool. we have Lestat in San Diego is coming on board. Um, we have a couple shops in like Virginia, and North Carolina. So uh, you know our pricing model is that we're free for small businesses. Um, yeah. the way, the way that we make money is that, uh, instead of charging small businesses, we, we ask them to just incentivize people to, to keep coming in. So our rewards program, basically anytime somebody orders through the app, they get points towards, um, money off their next drink, um, that can be redeemed anywhere in the network. So it's this idea of, um, getting people to choose supporting what we call neighborhood coffee, local coffee over a corporate chain. And so they're like, cool, well, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for a free drink for somebody that's coming in. Um, and they're more willing to pay for that than you're willing to pay for a third-party platform. You know, it's like, well, if this software, if I have this mobile ordering device, like a tablet where orders come in just sitting here and I'm not getting orders every month or something, or I'm not getting enough for, to justify 100 bucks a month, wow. like, I'm going to cut, cut the cord on that, right? But if yeah. I get like even an order coming in once in a while, um, even if I have to redeem once in a while, uh, you know, a free coffee, like I'm more than willing to do that and, and reward my customers that could be a, you know, a long-term high value customer that becomes super loyal. Um, you know, I'll pay five bucks to, to, you know, give them a free drink instead of giving a hundred bucks to some third party solution every month. So that's kind of how we're set up and, um, and what we're doing different. Yeah. I see. I didn't, I didn't originally coming into this, I didn't know what your kind of coffee coffee app was yeah um and it, it intrigues me like way more now yeah. Yeah. oh good <laughs> yeah 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 that's the goal um, to get people excited about it yeah it it, it it sounds really neat um because 
you're kind of um, making it more aware of small small businesses and stuff, which is really cool, and connecting people to that, and that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. would you would you say that um, you guys are um, almost like a a smaller piece of Grubhub just for coffee, almost like that? Yeah, yeah, it is kind of like that. We have we have a chart that kind of shows this idea of like um, uh, where we think that we fit. Um, but I would say that, you know, right now we're focusing on coffee. I think this model works for other verticals, Okay. but, um, but for, for coffee, uh, yeah, it's sort of like a, except for Grubhub, I think, you know, they deliver Chow now has a, has a pickup service. Um, you know, so people, you know, we don't focus on the delivery side. We're really built around and what we're building new features and everything around is, um, sort of enhancing people's uh, daily routines, you know? So it's like every day they're going to, in the morning, go get a coffee or go get a coffee and like a, you know, breakfast sandwich or whatever that is. Um, so we're just making, we're just giving those small and independent coffee shops and cafes um, a way to compete on convenience with, with Starbucks and, and corporate, corporate chains that have, that can invest in these big platforms and yeah. programs and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause getting, um, I know for small businesses, like, cause you gotta, you, you gotta, especially coffee shops, you gotta pay for so many things like, and, um, it's a total grind. Like me talking to small businesses and, and a lot of the other coffee shops, it's hard sometimes to, to put money and invest in like other things. Cause you gotta Mm -hmm. pay your employees, you gotta pay, sometimes you gotta pay rent for the, the space. Yeah. Um, and then like, um especially specialty coffee, like the farming for beans and stuff like that, getting into that. It's yeah. just a lot of stuff that you got to get into. Yeah. Um, how does your app work basically? Like how, yeah, that's, that's one of my questions too. Yeah. So on uh so there's, um, there's two main parts to the app. Well, actually, okay. So there's three big parts of the app. So one is we have the consumer app where as a consumer, you open it up, you see all the shops that are on board listed in order of what's closest to you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as you click through, you know, you see the menus. It's We keep it really minimal right now. Um, you, you know, you have your um, food uh, or hot drinks, cold drinks, and then food menu. And then you just select it. You can add multiple items on there. You add your tip um, and click a button. And then it sends a signal to that shop who has um, – we actually have it set up to where they can receive orders in a variety of ways. Wow. So, so we'll, we'll offer a dedicated tablet where they just have it set up and then, you know, it pops up on the screen. Um, a little alert starts ringing and until you, until you tap it so that you never miss an order. Um, and then it shows all your details and modifiers, all that stuff. And we build, you know, some shops, um, uh, require like, 50 cents extra for soy milk and things like that. We build that into the menu. So the pricing is already built. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so they get it. They just see the order. They hit accept order. That sends a push notification back to the consumer saying, Hey, we've received your order and we're working on it. And, um, and then, uh, they make it and to clear the order, they hit order ready. And that sends another push notification to the consumer that says, Hey, your order is ready for to pick for you to pick up. Um, the, the shops all have um, the ability to customize the message that they provide mm. the consumer. So you can say like, Hey, pick it up at the end of the counter. We have drive throughs that will run the drinks out. Um, they have like a dedicated Joe mobile ordering 
That's um, cool. parking spot and they'll run it out to them. Yeah. Um, and so it's really simple. Uh, we have, and we're actually building it based on feedback that we get from baristas and managers. So we sort of have intentionally kept it really basic to start. And then we have like all these feature requests and then we prioritize them based on our partners, what they're saying that they need for their business. And that's what gets to the top of the list and that we build first. So we've done a bunch of stuff. The product where it's at right now has already been heavily influenced by all the partners that we had in our beta program. And we're continuing just to, to build out. So that's, that's like the meat of it. And then we have a third, the third part is a online portal, excuse me, portal where, um, Managers and owners can go and do things like update menu pricing. They can view their reports. Um, <laughs> they can look at past orders. Um, yeah, and they can yeah add signature drinks, add food items, and and do everything really simple there. And then that's also where where they um, set up their uh, account details so that the money gets deposited in their in their bank account automatically. Um, and yeah, just keep it really simple. And and that's that's sort of the the in a nutshell what what uh, all the pieces of it yeah man that's that's cool um so how do you how do you choose your um the coffee shop you want to go to or the coffee shops that you want to bring in yeah so we focus um we just focus on uh, on small and independent coffee so we uh you know as long as it's not we don't do work with corporations or anything like that the idea is um you know, bringing everybody in, in that, in that space now. And we got a lot of feedback from owners about this and initially had, we had a lot of conversations around it is that it's not like, you know, independent coffee isn't like one homogenous thing, you know, it's like this whole spectrum of going from like the small little kiosks and drive throughs up through the, the, um, you know, the roasters and like the really established sort of craft, um, experiences and things like that. And I think the common thread be, around all this is that the folks that we market to and that we're going to be marketing the consumers that we're going to be marketing to um, the thing that they're making their decision on a lot of times is that they just want to make sure they support local and independent coffee over corporate chains. So that's kind of like where we bifurcate it is, is if you're independent. Um, and so we, we work the same way for a drive through a small drive through as we do for, um, you know, a really established brand and we have, mm. uh, we're, you know, we're sort of all over the map. Um, and you know, I think that for the consumer, that's great, right? Because they can, it's, it's based on a lot of their decisions are based on proximity and like, what's, what are the spots, you know, near me when I'm at work is going to be like my main, yeah. you know, decision, um, decision point. And I think what happens is people settle into a routine on what they prefer anyway. Yeah. So it's not really people aren't really competing f amongst one another on the on the app. It's kind of what fits their routine and just lowering the barrier to getting that drink, you know. So we see some really cool behavior. So like our downtown locations, we'll see, um, you know, people are going to get their morning drink uh, if that's if that's the routine. But what this allows is that in the in some events maybe the line's too long and they they're like okay well I'm not going to go to the shop that I want to go to I'm going to go to this other one because mm -hmm. the line's too long and I need to get to work um that's one big one and um or they just prefer it you know they just like the feeling yeah. like cool I can just do this and I can talk to the barista for a second when I pick it up and rather than waiting in line and staring at the back of somebody's head <laughs> and then having <laughs> my my interaction with the barista and then you yeah. know get my drink um, the other behavior that I think is really cool is that, uh, especially in like downtown locations is 
um, like Peg, we work with uh, Pegasus in, in, it's in Seattle Tower downtown. And he have folks that before, you know, maybe they just get their morning drink and then they have like a mid-morning coffee, but they, it's like between meetings, you know, they have like, okay, I got 10 minutes between these two meetings. I would love to go downstairs and get another coffee, but I can't risk like waiting in line and not getting the coffee and coming back up. Um, so I'll just settle for like my, you know, maybe cold office coffee that's been, <laughs> that's been sitting here <laughs> since 6 a.m. So instead, you know, those folks are running downstairs. They know they can order ahead. It's ready. They just go, you know, walk off the elevator, grab it at the end of the counter and go back up and they got their, mm-hmm. their drink. So that's like net new behavior that we've seen. Another really cool thing that we see is, um, and we can see this like in the data on how people order. Um, a lot of people that order once end up using the, the app every single day, like seven days a week. They order from uh-huh. the same shop, you know, because like the, this is like their routine. They don't have to wait in line anymore. And the average ticket size goes up. So they start with like, I'll get, you know, my Americano, an Americano or something. Then they try like a latte. Then they try a latte and then they get a breakfast burrito or a breakfast sandwich or something every morning. Cause they know they don't have to sit there and wait for it yeah. um, to be, to be made. And um, so we're really excited about that. And uh, the other cool thing um, in addition to just more revenue is the efficiency gains that we see for businesses. So we timed it and for everybody that orders ahead, um, it cuts about a minute and a half off or so of just the idea of, you know, the time it takes to order, um, run your car, sit there, have the conversation, like print out the receipt, stuff like that. And then I wait at the end of the counter. And so the efficiency that you gain, especially through um, rush hour, I think like 60% of the average coffee shop's business comes between like the hours of 6am and 10am or something. So, you know, if you're cutting even 45 seconds off of, you know, a portion of those um, users that, that saves time for everybody else that's in line that would otherwise you know, be waiting behind them. So, um, so, you know, it's, it's like a simple solution, you know, we're not doing rocket science. Um, and we've, we have, you know, uh, we have the conversations around like, well, how does this affect the experience of my shop? People come here to, you know, and I've invested a lot into the experience here. And, uh, and our answer to that is like, yeah, absolutely. Like this isn't, this doesn't, um, encourage people, uh, like not to do that if that's what they want. This gives them the choice, you know, and it expands the scenarios in which your coffee shop is relevant for them, you know. Right. So when they want to just go in there and hang out and they, you know, if they feel like, hey, today I got all the time, I'm kind of killing time hanging out, I'm going to work, um, do my thing here, um, like they can still do that. This just gives them the option to order ahead if it's convenient. Um, I know some folks that will sort of park it and uh, work at the coffee shop and then order through the app as they're working, you know, just so, so they have like more heads down time and they're, you know, doing their thing. And then they <laughs> go pick up their drink, you know, and they're just ordering like two, three times through the app while they're sitting there in the shop. So wow. I think it just, yeah, it just gives them the option. Um, and from a, a lev- level of service, you know, I think it gives um, small and independent coffee shops, uh, you know, a platform to compete against something you know against the convenience or or a certain offering that m- they might either be priced out of because they can't invest in their own platform it doesn't make sense that sort of a thing yeah um so it helps them compete on on that a little bit and it's interesting the other day we actually had a i was um we'll have these little mini events that we'll throw for folks or for the shops when they come on board and we'll use it as an opportunity just to talk to consumers as they're using it um and a lot of them just in their mind they think of corporate chains is more convenient. So they'll be like, okay, well, yeah, like I want to support, 
local whenever I can. But like, if I'm in a rush or whatever, like I just know that Starbucks is really fast and efficient or whatever. Yeah. So, so they kind of in their mind think like fast and efficient, you go with corporate and um, you know, when you want to sort of bask in the, <laughs> in the environment, you know, you do, they do their independent stuff. Um, and so this is just adding, you know, carving out that fast and efficient sort of positioning a little bit yeah. and, uh, and adding it for those, those independent shops. Yeah. Especially in a big city like Seattle, I mm-hmm. think that that's a huge deal. Um, I mean, you look at other cities and big cities, I think that's a, that's a perfect way to help independent coffee shops because mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, a lot of kids my age to want to go in a cool coffee shop and like go in a cool atmosphere. But once we find that cool thing, it's like it gets packed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It, it takes hours to be able to be able to be in that presence or there's work and there's other things, school and, and whatnot. Um, you know, and that that's, that's huge in a, a big city. I mean, there's a lot of elements that can come to play and that seems like a really cool thing to, to be able to use. So, yeah. 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 And I, you know, and that kind of touches on another cool thing is that, um, uh, you know, as we've been sort of doing this, I think the, our partners sort of realize like, Hey, it's not, um, like the more the more independent coffee shops and more shops that are on board, the better it is for everyone. The better you know because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like me personally, I'll work remotely a lot, and I have you know some favorite coffee shops that that I always go to. But I like to make I need to mix up the scenery, you know. So it's yeah, you know, I go to one and then the other, um, and just learning that you know it's kind of a rising tide lifts all boats. So you're not com- you're not necessarily competing with the other folks on the app. Um, it, you're, you're basically by coming on board, making it more compelling for consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, increasing your own audience and sort of market share, and really it's about competing with, with corporations, you know? Um, and, and I think that's the role that the, the rewards program, um, you know, it kind of speaks to that both in the sense that, you know, as consumers earn points, it, they can redeem it anywhere on the network. And we actually, we actually tell, um, what we do actually is if, if it ever gets uh, above a certain percentage, then we'll pay the difference so that there's no risk for coffee shops that are worried about like, Oh gosh, what if 50% of my revenue is just, you know, redeeming drinks for some reason. So they don't have to worry about that. Um, but I think what's cool is it just shows sort of the culture and community in, uh, in independent coffee, at least here in Seattle, you know, a lot of, a lot of our businesses come through referrals. Um, you know, uh, uh, Jill Killen at, at, uh, Royal Drummer referred us to, um, Barry at Broadcast Coffee. Um, and yeah, it just, you know, and so then we got the three Broadcast Coffee locations on board and that's sort of been the whole chain that we've done. We we only started accepting shops in November. And so the fact that we've, you know, in, you know, two and a half months got to, uh, about 50 shops, just through referrals is pretty cool. And and it kind of speaks to that community aspect of it. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know broadcast was a chain. Like I didn't I, because yeah. it's only in Seattle. I mean, it's it's only up there. I think in Washington. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they just got three locations. Yeah, it's not a, really a chain. He's got three <laughs> locations, but yeah. yeah, yeah. When when you have three shops, I mean, it's bigger than than most places, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, he's doing pretty good. That's true. yeah. So what was the what was the first place? you kind of got onto your, your app and what was yeah. the feeling like of having that on? 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, Solomon Doobie at uh, Cafe Evo, um in South Seattle was the first shop that came on board. And, um, and you know, he's a, he's a young guy. He has a really, really cool story. Actually, you should consider him for, for one of your podcasts. Um, oh, heck yeah. Because this is, he, yeah, he crowdfunded money. He started with like a little coffee cart um, in a mini mart down here. And, it, you know, and then crowdfunded money to open up a cafe. Um, and it's just like the epitome of somebody that is um, super entrepreneurial and self-made and just one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life and doing really cool things. Um, and what was really exciting, I think, about um, his shop coming on board is that it, it embodied the values that we had as a company in such a big way. Yeah. Um, so he, he has this really cool quote or the way that he frames things where he says like, yeah, man, my, my shop and, and for a lot of owners, this is, this is our expression of our art. You know, this is, you see our identity manifested in how, you know, how we choose our coffee of, or, you know, our origin, how mm. we, um, how we, you know, the art that we bring in, um, the food items that we do, you know, this is like my artful expression. And I thought that was really cool. And so he, um, he is first gen Ethiopian and his, a big part of his mission is to educate people in Seattle about how influential Ethiopian culture is on, on coffee in general. Yeah. Um, so in addition to the coffee that he does, he's actually, um, roasting his own beans and actually branding that and going to different uh, and highlighting different regions in Ethiopia and the differences in those uh, those beans, and then and then how he roasts them, and all all types of stuff. He just opened up a, a, a drive-through espresso stand uh, down the road as well, and is doing some really cool things. So, um, so yeah, the first the first conversation, you know, I early on, it's like okay, the hardest part is getting one person to buy in, <laughs> you yeah. know, and then and then the next, and then the next, and um, and so that was really critical, and and I think he what he, he appealed to him was this idea um, of, of community. It's, it's another way that he can serve the community um, in a, in, in a easier way, um, you know, lower barriers for them and things like that. And, and provide a level of service that, um, you know, Starbucks down the road could do. So he was really excited about that. And it's sort of, uh, he, he, tried out our beta program initially too, which was not anywhere near where, <laughs> where uh, <laughs> our app and everything is now. So you yeah. know, forever grateful for him for helping us just prove that this is something people want and will use. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's been really awesome working with him and, and he's, you know, been a really good um, case for us and, and opened us open doors for us uh, with, with other shops and, and everything. Um, and it's been really great. And like I said, he has a really awesome story too. Yeah, that's cool. That sounds really cool. That sounds really neat. So what would you say is your, like in starting up this, what was one of your biggest struggles? And maybe like, you don't have to say it. What, what is a continual struggle that, that you have in, in the app industry, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, totally. So I think, um, the biggest, I mean, the biggest struggle in general for us is that, um, it's really important for us that we do this in a way where we're empowering small business and that we're, uh, you know, we, we want to design this in a way like in, in te tech in general is, is at least in Seattle. I don't know how it is in the rest of the country and how it's perceived, but 
in certain communities, it can be seen as something that sort of, uh, you know, it causes gentrification and it, and it, and it kind of sucks money and wealth out of the neighborhoods. And so it was really important for us to be like, Hey, let's use technology in a way that helps people reinvest back in our neighborhoods and reinvest in the small business owners and, and things like that. And, and positions, you know, the people that live here as the stewards of the culture and the, the hubs of community rather than having that be take that space be taken up by corporate chains. And so, um, a key for us to really be successful is to scale, right? So for consumers, when you, the biggest part of your product experience is when you open the app that there's a lot of really good choices or, you know, that your favorite shop's already on there. Yeah. Um, and so we've been bootstrapping this because the, I think direct line to getting funding to scale quicker would be to say, Hey, well, we're going to charge a hundred bucks a month for small business owners. And then it makes like a really crystal clear, projection of what revenue is right and yeah um instead we're saying like no like this is that doesn't work for small business owners so like any little additional overhead it just it, it's not going to work and um and what what we want to do is really empower them so we're doing it based on a on a different model which you know i think can be perceived as a little more risky but it's something that we're really willing to to bet on that you know we, when you look at the numbers you see Starbucks is getting 25% of their business in many locations coming through this way. So we know that the, the appetite is there with consumers. Mm. Um, so our big goal is just, we just need to get basically like critical mass one market at a time. Yeah. Um, so that then, you know, once we do, then it's like top of mind for consumers. And every time you think about getting a coffee, you want to go through the app because you want to get points towards your reward. So you're going to use it over and over again. So, you're more likely to support small business because you're not just, you know, there might be a Starbucks across the road, but you're like, you know what? I want to get my points and I want to support <laughs> small business. So, so, you know, what's, what's nearby. So I think that's kind of the mission and the goal. I think it will be, um, it, it'll be great when it's, when it's realized. And so we're in the stage right now where it's kind of incumbent on each coffee shop to market it themselves until we get critical mass in each market to where we can really invest in driving um, consumer downloads and usage and, and driving people in stores essentially. Um, but that's definitely the biggest challenge is just is, is scaling quick enough. Um, you know, small business owners, this, you know, it's making them really comfortable that everything works and what is the process like? And so we keep it really simple, but um, getting people on board fast enough is definitely the biggest challenge. And I think early on it was sort of a different flavor that it was, you know, every additional shop that we bring on board, it's a lot easier because, you know, they look at the app and they're like, oh, cool. There's 50 shops on here across, you know, there's 20 in Seattle and there's some well-known names. So they trust it more. But early on, it was like, OK, we got to get that one. You know, we got a Volon. And then yeah. it's like, OK, who's number two? Who's number three? And so now it's starting to pick up steam. And and so I'm excited to have conversations like this because I think that that will that will help us more. Uh, but that was definitely the biggest challenge was like, OK. How do we, how, you know, we, we built the, we built the tech. So how do we, is this, is this really something <laughs> that people are going to want? Yeah. So, so, uh, so we proved that they do on a, in a small scale, you know, I think when we um, did our test last year, we, Pegasus downtown was getting about 40, 40 orders every morning through the app. Um, so, so, and people, you know, we got really good feedback. So now it's like, okay, cool. Now, we just need to scale that um, mm. across the states, and that's that's where we're at now. Yeah, that's really cool. What 
What's your um what's your favorite thing or I guess what's your favorite coffee shops in Seattle? What oh, are a man. couple of your favorites? Yeah, well, um oh man, there's there's a lot. So th- there's a couple in my neighborhood. Um Cafe of Ol, I, I gotta give a shout out to for sure. They have really amazing coffee. And just like I mentioned before, they're sort of the embodiment of everything that I really like about the independent coffee scene that it can, yeah. you know, everyone is so uniquely different and it's their interpretation and philosophy around coffee is, is so different. Um, Cafe Red down the road is really cool as well. Um, and they're, they're sort of newer, but have some really interesting stuff going on. Um, Royal Drummer in Ballard is, is really cool. Um, they got some really good stuff. And then uh, um, broadcast, um, broadcast coffee is is really excellent as well. And they have a few locations um, around Seattle, and uh, they got some really unique drinks and mm. and are pretty creative with it. They have one called the Sparkle Pony, and I haven't even tried this, but <laughs> the owner told me about the about what goes into it, and I was like, what What is the Sparkle Pony? Yeah, and and. Uh, uh, but anyway, but in a nutshell, it's like, you know, carbonated water and then their espresso and then they hand make the, um, the flavors that go in there. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, that's cool. So they, they, they really take sort of a craft approach to, to everything that's on their menu and, and, uh, focus on the supply chain all the way to, to origin and, and, um, overpay to the farmers that they work with. Um, cool. You know, so yeah, I think it's it, it's cool. There's there's a really rich coffee scene here. Um, oh yeah, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, one so of the birthplaces of coffee. I I think yeah, that or Portland. I mean, both of them are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland and Seattle, both. Yeah, you, you can get spoiled for sure. Yeah. Um, but those, yeah, those are just a few that I've been going to a lot. I've been drinking more coffee than I think I, <laughs> than is probably good for me lately because. <laughs> You know, I'll swing through different locations and just, you know, on my way to meeting and stuff, I'd order ahead and, and mm. so I'll have like three or four coffees in like an hour period. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I've had six lattes today. This is great. So. Yeah, I love, uh, one of my favorites that I went to, well, I went to Seattle for the first time last year. Um, a couple of my favorites were Anchorhead, mm. um, Coffee Roasters, and then, uh, Elm. Elm was really good. Oh yeah. Elm's great too. Yeah. yeah. And uh there's another one, Slate. But they're really they're really just cool. Like I, I, I love the coffee and their different ex- like experience in the drinks, but I yeah. love the experience of the atmosphere too as well and the people. Yeah. So and I think that's really cool. So saying that, what is your favorite thing about the coffee industry or coffee shops in general? Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite thing is um and I've spoke to this a little bit before, but I think it's, uh, and, and I think this is a little less so on the, when you get to the size of like the elms and the slates and things like that. I actually, a lot of times prefer, um, ones that are a, a little smaller, um, and, and, and really personal where you can sort of see, you know, that the owners working behind the, the yeah. counter and making your drinks and, and you know, that they're just, um, sort of pouring their, their heart and soul into this, you know? Um, one coffee shop owner I was talking to, uh, started during the, um, opened the shop, like right at the peak of the recession and cashed out his 401k and just Whoa. went all in. And it was like, you know, he had been working in tech and it was like, nope, this is, I'm just going all in on this and, and, uh, just did that. So I think the, 
this idea of and why it's I think so important um, to me that Joe works to empower these small business owners is is this idea that you know they're they're grinding and they're pouring everything in. Um, Josiah at Cafe Red, he, I was talking to him. He he works. He's working like a hundred hours a week. Wow. You know, from he he comes in at six a.m. and they'll do um, they'll host like live shows, local artists and things like that, um, mm. and be there till ten at night and do that six days a week. Dang. And it's like, you know, that's his baby. And um, they take a lot of pride in every, you know, every shot that they pull and every drink that they pour and get to know people coming in. And so um, so that element of the personal story that is there behind every shop and um, and, you know, that and the diversity of sort of experiences and everybody has a different philosophy on what makes a good cup of coffee and what they want to bring to their community. And yeah, uh, I think that sort of artful expression is the, is the second piece of that. Mm, that's really cool. <laughs> so um, how could people find you or yeah. what you're doing or, or where you're at? Yeah, go to uh, joecoffeeapp.com. Um, if you're a consumer and you want to download the app, you can get it there. We also have a page uh, for business owners where it's a three-step process to get started. You can download the app and, and start receiving orders on a dedicated tablet. You can use your iPhone. We have a we have an option to where um, you check a box and it will call your phone. It will robo call your phone Whoa. and tell you that a that an order came in, and then you just open up um, the app on your phone and see see who ordered. If you don't want to have to like worry about a dedicated device, so we make it really easy. Um, and that's that's the best place. And then you can follow us on Instagram at Joe Coffee App and see what we're up to as well, and see when new shops come on board and and that sort of a thing as well. So we have some cool content that we're going to be coming out with here pretty soon. Um, awesome. We're we're sort of starting in a, a, an initiative to um, you know tell stories around the coffee shop owners and what they're doing, and and so we have like our first yeah. uh, stab at that coming out soon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that out. Well, yeah. uh, thanks for being on the low key podcast and reaching hey. out to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm, I'm, uh, thrilled that I'm the first, you know, uh, app, the yeah. tech tech yeah. side to your <laughs> podcast, bringing a new flavor. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, I'll check out the app and I'll, uh, see what's going on. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right. Hey guys. Thanks again for listening to the low key podcast. If you like coffee, and you like apps, go check out Joe Coffee Apps. See what they're doing, go to their website, check them out on Instagram, and see what the future holds for Joe Coffee Apps. Now, if you subscribe to us, write a review, give us five stars, it'll help us out. Also, if you listen to this podcast and don't subscribe to us, subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, check out our Facebook and Instagram. Go like, go follow our stuff, go see what we're doing. Go check out our website at www.lowkeypodcast.com and see what Lowkey's up to. Well, that's it in Lowkey land. Keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low key, guys. <laughs> <laughs>